Back Podcast. It is Tuesday, and we are the Basketball Buds, joined by uh, Big Waz, Tom Haberstro, the super producer Jade Hoy. We're going to have Ethan Strauss popping in. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm uh, running the show today. I'm your host, Dave DeFore. Uh, what's up, guys? I feel like we haven't talked in forever, although the, the group chat's been uh, on fire today. Yes, yes, yes. So many happenings in the NBA. It's fantastic what we can do on a group chat. But it's good to finally, finally put it down in pod form. What is the countdown yeah. now to the playoffs? How many days? 18 many. days. Good God. That's like a pilgrimage to Mecca. 18 days. Yeah, it's... uh. I don't know, man. Like it's a it's a drag right now, and um, it feels like the schedule makers really just threw all the junk in this last two weeks. I mean, we had Toronto and Oklahoma City do a home home back to back. Like they just were like, "Oops, forgot." I mean, that's a kind of a thankless job, right? Like you only notice when they really mess up. So uh, Nurkic, Yosef Nurkic got hurt last night. And uh, it really stinks. The, the the Blazers were playing really, really good basketball, even without C.J. McCollum. Nurkic having his best season. Uh, I have to think that, uh, I, I guess, the you know, he broke his tibia and his fibia. Um, so he's going to be Fib- out. Fibula, apparently. Fibula. Oh. Could you see it? Y- yeah. It was a compound fracture. I mean, could you see the bone come out? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, oh, really? All right. So th- it happened past my bedtime last night. So I woke up this morning at, at like six in the morning to like, you know, all these uh, messages like someone died last night. Right. Right. And, it yeah. was, and you wake up and you're like, oh, no, what happened? And like my phone's blown up with Nurkic stuff. And then that thing happens where you're like, do I want to watch it? Because at that point, if you're not watching live, you have the ability to to not see it, to not see it. And was you've taken the decision to uh, let it go. I'm good. So last night uh, I, I was sort of watching the Blazers game, but not really because I wasn't on the ding that night. And also, and, and also because I'm currently working on my very first piece for the athletic. <laughs> um, so I was doing that. And I just saw the group messages rolling in. It was just kind of like, oh, gruesome, brutal, damn, tough loss for them, blah, 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 blah. And I didn't really have the context. And then I went on the internet and was like, oh, Nurkic is a 2010 guy, blah, 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 blah. And it was like, oh, it was a bad injury. So because I didn't see it live, I've decided with all these gruesome injuries, I'm not going to go back, circle back to watch it. The guy broke his leg. I believe everybody when they tell me that. I don't need to see it for myself. I hope I wish him all the best in his rehab and recovery because obviously he's a gr- he's a really good player and you know I'm happy. I just want to see him come back, but I'm not gonna watch that. I compared it to like the early internet days when people used to watch beheadings. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Uh, it's <laughs> particularly devastating, not just on a human level, but a basketball level too. Is that uh, as Dave pointed out, this was a guy who was having a. Uh, I think in the running for a most improved player, because this Absolutely. is a guy who um, as a, has become a real distributor. And tomorrow on NBC Sports, you can watch the big number video. The video is going to drop tomorrow on NBC Sports about how Dame has been playing amazing over the past month or so. And a lot of it is because of Nurkic. Um, he and Nurkic have a lot of chemistry together. There's only one other tandem in the NBA that has as many assists between them. So Lillard assists Nurk um, 100 and 
68 times this year. Who is the number one pairing assist pairing in the NBA? Mm, number one assist pairing. Hmm, let's see. Portland doesn't have good assist guys. It's Chris Paul and James Harden. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about uh which point guard oh and center. which guard and center. Yeah, which which assist tandem? So a guy assists the other guy Ooh, most gotcha. in the NBA. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, damn. I would have to say somebody in Gobert, right? Because literally every single basket he ever scores is assisted. <laughs> it is not Gobert, but um, Lillard has 168 assists to Yusuf Nurkic, and that is second in the NBA to Arden Capella. That's correct. Hmm. Dave Dufour is correct. A uh, hundred and ninety uh, assists between them, or at least Harden to Capella. So Lillard hasn't been really a, a big assist guy. He has been recently, but Nurk and him have amazing chemistry, which they don't have with other guys on the team. Right. And we didn't kind of get into this with the big number, but um, he's averaged since the All Star break three and a half assists per thirty six minutes to Nurkic, and to cancer it's at two um and for layman it's one for myers leonard's 2.3 essentially what lillard and nurk had together was some of the best chemistry um as any any big man's uh point guard combo you can find in the nba so that's gonna be pretty tough to come back from yeah i i wonder where they're gonna go you know for the next couple of weeks till the playoffs hit and, and in the playoffs, I wonder if they're going to just say, you know what, let's see what Zach Collins has. Let's mm-hmm. play him at the five. I mean, they can run a little bit with him. He can shoot. So it's a, t- a little bit of a different dimension. I think he's Although, the best defender of that three. Absolutely. Cancer and Myers Leonard. It's not really saying much, but right. Uh, I think he offers the most imposing front line. And if they want to get some facsimile of, of Nurk, I think he's the best option. Yeah. Guys, how much how much worse though can their defense get? Because I would be interested to know what their defensive rating from the six minute point on in the fourth quarter up until overtime. Because Brooklyn just seemed to get a good look or score or get to the free throw line possession after possession. After, I'm talking about D'Angelo Russell dribbles the ball up at half court, makes no passes, and ends up with a layup. Yeah. Well, they fit a just fantastic. They've been a great fourth quarter team this year. I think they they had only lost uh, up until you know a few weeks ago when we were in Boston. They had only lost one game uh, that they led going into the fourth quarter. So um, recently, I mean, obviously not having CJ is huge because they don't have that guy that can go out there and get buckets while Dame is on the bench. You know, remember remember he had that huge fourth quarter against the Clippers where he essentially iced the game and put up twenty three points. That's been a, a really big injury, and now it's compounded. Cause they're losing Nurk. I, I don't know, man. This is, it's tough. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs that, you know, at this point it's impossible for them to drop out, but it just, I don't know. I mean, Nurk is probably going to miss, I'm assuming part of next season too. It's um, the same injury Paul George had, right? Yeah. Yeah. So having it happen at this late in the season is going to be tough for them to get them out there for the, for next season. I think the, the amazing thing is that there just aren't that many of these injuries. Um, right. Like, like Nurk had two years ago um, a fractured other leg. He had a, fra- a like a stress fracture in his other leg, and he missed the playoffs or the bulk of the playoffs two years ago. Um, so I think 
not that these things are connected, but I think given the pre- prior history of stress fractures or fractures in his legs, I think they're going to be a little bit more conservative on the timetable. But Paul George, it sounded like uh, three to six months or six months to get back onto the floor. I think he was back in seven months or eight months. Yeah. Same deal with Kevin Ware. Um, so he will, it looks like, play Maybe next Christmas season. first of the year. Yeah, I, but I, given the injury history prior, I think they're probably going to be a little bit safer this time around. Try to get to the bottom of why, you know, it, it was a freak play. It was a fluke. He landed on another person's leg and it just, yeah, right? But that doesn't happen usually. Right. It is shocking, though, that we don't see more injuries like this because of, I mean, the size of these guys, how much uh, activity there is around the basket. Basket. I mean, we see guys land on on people's feet all the time, but we're really lucky that this isn't like a a weekly occurrence, I think. I mean, you know, our human bodies are really, really fragile. And in particular, when you have all that weight and all that momentum and guys flying in and out, like we're really lucky. I know. A lot of people say, wow, it feels like these injuries are happening a lot more. And I've seen a lot of people talking about how, uh, you know, the back to backs and all that. Listen, this was a freak thing that that just happened. These injuries are not happening more and more. We just get to see them, you know, like when when they would happen before we wouldn't watch the replay all over social media. Everybody didn't see it. So, uh, yeah, it's I don't know. It's a real bummer, though. When, when the text started coming last night from from Trey and Zach, because they were recording the ding, I knew I was like, I don't want to see this. Yeah. And I just want to mention one thing. I saw Warriors World retweet last night. Somebody talking about, oh, another fortuitous turn for the Golden <laughs> State Warriors. Another injury riddled team in their path. Blah. Give me a break, guys. Like, this is literally the exact same team that got swept by New Orleans last year. This wasn't some threat to Golden State Warriors dominance. I hate the narrative or the idea that the Golden State Warriors have only played injured teams and they've had injury luck and blah. It's it's stupid. There are injuries that happen every single year in the regular season and in the playoffs. Every team is affected by them. Every team has to be at least a little lucky to win multiple championships. The Golden State Warriors are no different than any team in the history of the NBA as far as injury luck and their opponents getting hurt or their own injuries to their own stars. It's a stupid narrative. I hope I just wish it would go away. Happens every year in every single sport. Every and it happens to the Warriors. Sport. They got Absolutely. two MCLs. They yes. two MCLs right. in the playoffs. Yes. Also, you can't have it both ways. Either they ruin the league by having a super team or they're lucky because everyone's <laughs> right. hurt. You can't tell me <laughs> right. it's both. Exactly. Like, don't tell me that they need all this luck. And speaking of luck, you don't need luck if you have a subscription to The Athletic. Isn't that right, Jade? That is correct, Dave. Um if you are not a Patreon, go to theathletic.com forward slash dings, D-I-N-G-S, lowercase, and subscribe now. Because on April 8th, we will you will no longer be able to hear us for free. That's $2.99 a month, $36 a year for your favorite podcast, or maybe one of your favorites, or maybe you hate us, but you love listening to us. Hate listen. Who knows? Do that. Theathletic.com forward slash dings, D-I-N-G-S, lowercase. It's going to be great. All the different shows we're going to be doing, rapid reactions. You name it, we'll be doing it. Now, if you are a Patreon, you should have gotten an email either from me or from The Athletic. If you are a Patreon with The Athletic already, you would have gotten an email from them. And then 
If you are not already an athletic subscriber, you should have gotten an email from me. If you did not, just uh, email me. And if you didn't get one from them, email support at theathletic.com. I got some emails bounced back to me because some emails were submitted to Patreon incorrectly. So please email me, jade at count the dings, to uh, rectify this problem. Put in the subject line, Patreon, support, athletic, something to that effect. Also, what else? Oh, uh, so for people asking, listen, we're still going to be doing count the dings. We're still going to be doing bomb. We're still going to be doing the mailbag. Those will all be uh, where they normally are. The Friday mailbag is is on its own feed. Uh, we'll still be doing pack your knives. I hope I hope that it's back sooner than later. And then all the stuff we're doing uh, with Patreon people behind that wall. So yeah, the community is still in order. We still have a live show on May 18th in Chicago. Um, but before we continue the show, Dave, tell me about the athletic. Oh my gosh. I mean, you've got Ethan Strauss, you got Zach Harper, you got Wozniak Lambre. Uh, I mean, you've got all the the best sports writers that you could possibly find. Oh, by the way, I I was hanging out with my parents this weekend and they absolutely loved your piece. Oh, wow. Uh, Because of, yeah, because I was mentioned, you know. So. Thank you so much. Waz went from, oh, wow, thanks for the, oh, I see uh, what's yeah. going on name, here. This name is dropping is a good move. That's going to yeah. get framed in the Hoy living room in New Britain. Honestly, I told, so Dave wrote his why I joined the athletic before me. And then I told him like what my strategy was, which was just go full name drop, kiss, kiss ass. <laughs> and, and so that's what I did. And, and apparently it worked. I'm happy, man. You know, shouts to Shams. Shouts to Joe Varden. Shouts to Marcus Thompson, Ethan Sam Amick. Sam Amick. Literally, I don't know how you follow any sport without subscribing to The Athletic. Anthony Slater. Guys, Eden Liu is here. Eden Liu in the house. What's up? Uh, Where's the mic? It's right here. Get get closer. I'm talking right on the mic. There we go. One of the things that we we were talking about in the group chat that I said I wanted to talk about, because it's kind of in the zeitgeist, the Tom Izzo thing. Right. I mean, it's it's everywhere. Everyone has an opinion on it. Um, for me, I, th- I thought it was just he crossed the line. I, I'm not saying anything. I'm not disparaging his character. I don't doubt that he has a great relationship with his players. I'm saying he was out of line in that instance. Is it something I, I, I even remember him doing before? I'm sure it's happened before, but I can't recall it. So it's not like he's got a habit of this stuff. I would have just loved to see him say, hey, you know what? I was out of line and that's it. And then move on. Right. But instead, he kind of doubled down on this whole thing and talked about accountability and and all these other things. Well, I'm sorry, man, but he like aggressively he had to be held back from going at this kid who has no agency whatsoever. And I've been there before, man. I've been upset with a player that I was coaching. I know what it feels like. But I've never once screamed at someone in their face like yeah, that. Yeah, no, 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 Dave, you've never played. Guys, guys, hold on. Before you get to that answer, we do have a new caller. Uh, good day, mate. Good day. Oh, Zach. Good day. Hey, good day, mate. <laughs> What's up, Zach? Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. It's 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 three twenty six in the morning. It sounds like you have a mouthful of Vegemite. Oh, Vegemite's disgusting. Yeah, it tastes like tears. Well, <laughs> tastes like tastes like Tom Izzo tears. 
Well, there you go. So, Zach, you're here at the perfect time. Because, again, man, I just think that a lot of the language kind of excusing this stuff sounds like the, 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 the excuses that people make for, like, domestic abusers. He loves his players, mm. right? They have a great relationship. This one outburst doesn't. And, I, and, again, I am actually saying I doubt that this happens all the time. I get it. It was a high leverage situation, all this stuff. I just thought it was out of line. I think you know, it's and- kind of an optics thing, too, where it was like he just crossed a line. It's not that you can't yell at your players. It's the fact that you had to be yell- like literally right. held, physically held back. It's not about getting in your players' faces. Like, we know that that happens. We've, I mean, I know Miwa's day, we've all, like, played ball before. Like, it oh, happens. Oh, oh, yeah, whoa. Tom. Tom, too. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Yo, I played it's, and I coached. What yeah, we've, I mean, I've experienced, you know, crying in the locker room after practice, after games and stuff. But it's about the fact that he had to be physically held back. This was a national TV. Like, a huge platform just the optics weren't very weren't in his oh, favor oh, oh, hold on guys i think ethan strauss is on the line i'm, I'm at the uh I'm like, toyota uh, toyota of downtown oakland right now getting my car serviced what up everybody okay yeah ethan comes on like it's just a normal phone conversation jay can you please stop doing those sound effects please we don't need to <laughs> what are you what are you mariano's <laughs> warehouse right now i don't know i'm waiting for somebody to come come over i'm uh i'm when not you have sure an appointment though it doesn't take crazy crazy long it, it, it doesn't i also feel like with a prius what do they need to do, do they need to just download something <laughs> I, I just feel as though effectively driving a computer I, I don't i don't know what maintenance even means i just know the light went off. they have to throw more like hemp oil into it because this is like a berkeley toyota i'm assuming so it's all kind That's of a, organic stuff this is downtown well not downtown oakland uh got a solar actually, panel on the roof north oakland i need to figure out where to oh, eat after this. E- Sorry, ethan, ethan's ethan's getting super specific with oakland like anyone gives a shit nobody yeah, cares back, nobody cares back it's okay and, you know what's so and and we are talking about Coach Izzo and and his antics on the sideline. What was what was interesting to me and Ethan's the one who put it like this to me is that people were using this as a proxy to fight their own personal culture war. So oh, yeah. it turned That's what we into, do all the time. Yep. It turned into a PC anti PC, and I'm just like, what, what does this have to do with PC? This is not politically correct. Like, I'm sorry, but many places where where I'm sure this kid is from, you point your finger in somebody's face in an aggressive manner, it's time to fight. Right. There is no context. There is no, oh, you're my coach. Oh, this I signed up to play for you, so I signed up to get spit in the – like, have you spitting in the face because you're yelling so uncontrollably and your finger in my – nobody signs up for that anywhere. And it's and this idea that you can't coach without that. Like, it's not even like, yo, don't yell at your players. It, don't act like you want to fight people and point your f- fingers in people's right. faces and then have it the things go on the sideline and continue to do all of this stuff. This well, idea about PC, like, because me personally, like, as somebody who work the mute, Ethan, I, if you could, I self identify. Okay, okay, okay. he's, try, he's trying to get into this, so. I self-identify as quote-unquote liberal, blah, blah, blah. Like, I honestly, I sympathize with the other side on PC stuff. I think sometimes it goes over the line. I understand the need to be politically correct, but I do think sometimes as liberal people, we go over over the line. This has nothing to do with political correctness. It has nothing to do with millennial behavior. It's everything to do with, like, just straight-up human decency, bro. Like, personal space, my yeah. brother. Like, you don't just get to get in my face. Can I say Can I say that I love this take? I love this take of 
you guys are the PC people because you don't want to watch a coach and a player fight. I'm down to watch right. this adjudicated in the proper way where these guys like hockey go out there and uh, we just all watch them throw hands. I, I, I like this Waz take. I'm into it. By the way, uh, no, and by the way, um, I've been, because my coach in high school, Coach Leary, was what you would call a fiery guy. I remember people who weren't on the team would refer to Coach Leary as Coach Knight. That's what they called him because he was just like a crazy Irish dude. And I can specifically remember one time in the locker room, I think we were playing Bishop Lachlan. It was like a big game. This team was really good. We were really close. We were really in it. And Leary was making a point about something. And... He offered, he literally gave everybody in, in the locker room an open invitation to fight him outside of the locker room. He opened the door. He said, anybody who wants to fight about it, we can walk outside and fight right now. But again, this happened in the locker room, and it was like everybody kind of understood where he was coming for, um, coming from with it, right? Like, it didn't happen well, he didn't in the game. Well, he didn't jump in your face and say, no. fight. No, right. he said he was saying well, it, it was a also a Catholic thing. school. He it was a Catholic school. He knew nobody was going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and I, I say all that to say, like, it's not there, there's no aversion to fiery in your face type of stuff. But this crossed the line. I don't know why it it's so bad. to say This crossed the line and he should do better going forward. We would never accept this shit from a 19 year old. Right. This guy's like way, seventy years old, bro. Right. He's a grown ass kid. Would have slapped his finger out of the out of the out of his face, right? Then what? Then there's a, you get the, all these guys saying, "Well, that player clearly is just disrespectful and all these things." No, man, he had his fucking finger in his face. Get the yeah. hell out of here. I mean, I didn't hear these excuses for Spreewell, you know. Just a guy who really cared. Right. And I mean, it's really passionate. Yeah. It it reminded me of, I think this got posted on timelines like, what was it, Mike Montgomery with Alan Crabb at Cal? Like, I mentioned Cal, so Ethan came in. Uh, Mike Montgomery with with Alan Crabb at at Cal, where like Alan Crabb had a problem with it, right? Like, he didn't just take it. Like, Alan Crabb was like, no, 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 no. You don't just like point, point in my chest and all that stuff. And, and it, and it just becomes, it becomes this thing where like, it, you're right. Like the reverse of it is if the player came in and pointed his face, it'd be like, Oh, here, here comes this young man with no respect for authority. Like, it's just about decency. It's not a PC thing. It's just like, if you're going to scream in someone's face, then you have to be prepared for what the other other action might be. Right. And if he goes to that other action, how does that then get characterized? Right. Then it's exactly. oh my god, this unruly player. And it, and it's just it's not a matter of like I don't give a shit if someone screams in my face. Like I really don't. Like it, it's I'm either going to make the decision to do something about it or to accept that moment. And most players have to accept that moment. But if they don't, then how do we spin it? That's my issue with it because I don't think the the flip side of that gets taken very well. Well, that player has no agency, right? He's not getting paid. He's not making, you know, seven figures like Tom Izzo is. Someone brought up to me on Twitter, I thought this was an interesting point, that if you had pointed out that Tom Izzo stood to actually lose his bonus for making the Sweet 16, and that's why he was so hot, that a lot of people would be like, oh, well, okay, understandable. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's, that's <laughs> well, what we're also, at. Like, two things, two things. Um, why doesn't this happen more in the NBA? Right. Well, people say that it happens. It absolutely doesn't. You cannot. No. You can't do that. And I know, you know, people cited the the Pop and Danny Green relationship, which, again, like Pop has never had to be physically restrained from going after Danny Green. 
Right. Ever. He's gotten in his face. But yeah. again, the idea that it seemed like, and, and Rex, like, no, Izzo didn't want to fight anybody. It's like, that's how he was behaving. I'm, I don't know how you could watch that clip and not think, yo, this dude wants to fight this kid. He wants to fight also, him. Also, look. Let's be honest here. Like the reason Izzo did this because he's five nine. Like, <laughs> so you saying he got a Napoleon clock complex? Yeah, man. You like you like you're five nine in a world of basketball players. Like he's just gonna have that complex no matter what. He's gonna have the the you know I gotta I gotta be the I gotta be the tough little guy. Like I gotta get in people's faces and stuff to be respected. Zach, uh, now as a as a guy who's five nine and coaches, I've never felt that way. I think it's just that it's he's an old. You don't guy. get paid millions of dollars. You're that's five, that's wait, wait, a wait, good whoa, point. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're five nine. Yeah. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You are not five <laughs> wait, nine. We've stood next to each other. And we're the same height. Oh my god! Is I'm J- not Jay, how tall are you? Tall are you? Five yeah. seven and a half. Ooh, I don't, I don't, that's my dad's height. When Dave said he was five nine, I thought, yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, doesn't seem too off. With shoes and a hat. A beard? A hat. Who wears a hat? The beard to this? <laughs> Did I put the beard on top of my head? Yeah, I do remember Dave turning his head upside down. That's it. That was it. <sighs> so um, when I go also, to the doctor, they tell me I'm 5'9". Speaking of doctors, Jade. Zach. <laughs> Eden. Oh, guys. Oh, <laughs> you, know, I've, you know, I've been hearing down here. I've been hearing down in the world down under. Things don't always go up straight, if you know what I mean. That's what happens down here. And the problem is they do have health care down here. It's free health care. But it takes so long to get into doctors that it's just like, all right, you got to wait a long time. Now, if they went to GetRoman.com, they wouldn't have to do that. They get to talk online to a doctor, a free onboarding. If you use our promo code, Jade, I'm sure you have that promo code handy. Good day, might. No, it is. Okay, cool. GetRoman.com forward slash B2B. Yeah, and and here's the thing. Like, I'm sure that a lot of people down here, a lot of people in the states, wherever you are, you're probably going to feel a little insecure about this thing because people start thinking, "Oh no, erectile dysfunction. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so ashamed." But you don't have to be ashamed. You really don't. Like, because you can get it fixed from Get Roman. They're going to send you pills discreetly, real FDA approved pills to straighten you up, to get you standing at attention. To get you erect. We're talking boner pills, guys. And they're going to get you those in a discreet package. So you don't have to worry about that. There's no embarrassing discussions with the with the physician you don't really know. None of that. You get to handle it on your own at home in the privacy of your own home. And all of a sudden, hey, all of a sudden that night out ends with a night in, if you know what I mean. Talking about sex. Oh! <laughs> Some people do it standing up. There you go. <laughs> Big facts. Uh, hey, Waz, Waz with GetRoman.com, even bigger facts. <sighs> okay. Um, uh, check what out uh, the big number tomorrow. Yeah, big number. Great we, call. On the um, NBC. We talking about, oh, are we ready to talk to Ethan here? Yeah. Ethan, yeah, we need to get you in here. Uh, we we haven't gotten your Izzo takes yet. 
I just saw the clip for the first time. Actually, I'd never seen the clip. Well, I was oh, wow. For the car. I was waiting for the car to be serviced. I just saw the clip. Yeah. You um, just were, you were just enjoying the discourse. Never saw yeah. the clip. I never saw the clip. I never saw it. And I'm walking out in the street, by the way, which I'm sure Jade loves. Just walking down Broadway in sounds Oakland. Sounds better. Um, sounds better than usual, eh? I'm, I'm, I'm without a car. I'm just walking around without a car. Uh, not even sure. What I love that. Supposed That's to like do. you're in New York again. I love that. I was just thinking the same thing, um, Zach. I just uh, don't. I like how, I know it's bad for the environment, but having grown up, in suburban San Diego, I just can't be without a car. I'm not a, I'm not a culture to it. Ethan, Ethan, can we just all admit that we don't actually care about the environment? It would be good. <laughs> if, I, I think there are like my mom cares and maybe like 12 other people. Get I think bike. that's about it. It's a, nah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a big thing here. No, no, no. He's an adult, Jade. Some rollerblades. <laughs> nah. Get a skateboard no, has, like he has, me. He's he friends. He doesn't rollerblade. I would love, um, yeah. love to see the no, rollerblading. <laughs> oh, actually, I would pay. Ethan with a helmet. You guys want to sponsor that? Absolutely. I don't even know how to roll. I don't even know how to roll it because, I, and I've told the story before. If you rollerbladed in my middle school, you got your ass kicked. It was just in any known. middle school. You just got your ass kicked. I remember because all the skate kids. If somebody was going down the hill and they were rollerblading, somebody would yell out, "Later!" And they would just think, jump them and they'd beat them up. I think Ethan is talking about the movie Airborne. I think that's what just happened. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've never seen that movie, um, but yeah, you Mitch get... Goosen. Also joining <laughs> us, Ben Aronson. What's up, Ben? Oh, Ben. What's up? Benny, Benny, what's up, bro? Ben is uh, Ben is here to uh, destroy Ethan and I in an argument. Um, <laughs> what, are we, what, are we, Ethan, what are we even arguing? We need a name Ethan, for this segment. Here's a layup. Here's here's yeah, a layup yeah. for you, Ethan. Uh, sure. I thought you had a great article about Andrew Bogut this week. Andrew Bogut. Yeah. Thank you. That's so it. The argument. By the way, That's someone it. asked in the chat if Bogut knows. Does he know you have a Prius? Uh, he might. He'd give me. He'd definitely give me some shit for it. But dude, Bogut, this cheap, this cheap motherfucker like, messaged me asking for a promo code so he could read the article. And he made over million dollars in his career. Aggregate awesome. it. Wait, wait, wait so you actually get to talk to people. You don't just like write this stuff out of your head. Yeah, only if they're Australian. I don't know. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't ben, actually. Ben, 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 he's talking about Johnny Bogut. It's a, just as it's a guy <laughs> at the toy of the shop. Bogut. Yeah, I, I, you know, his his contention was that for the interview, he it was on a, some sort of international line, so it cost him money, which I guess is a somewhat persuasive argument. But still, I don't just have promo codes to toss around. And do, I guess uh, the handover. I guess the Australian Basketball League isn't paying that well lately. No, I suppose I suppose not, and it's only about. Four hundred thousand uh, dollars for uh, playing this tail end of the Warriors season. So, hey, maybe maybe he needs some. Hey, he's got some. He's got multiple kids. But wait, so is there no argument, or was it just wait, was no? It so, uh, so, tease, so what is the, is tease the argument? Uh, tease the article for us, if you will, Ethan. Oh, yeah. Subscribe to the Athletic. Uh, the article is on what Bogut's rejuvenation says about the NBA season, which is that it's too damn long. Not to spoil my own article. Um, and it was just interesting talking to him and getting uh, just his perspective on how one of the things that's interesting to me is just how he lost so much weight without even trying. Because we often say it's counterintuitive with players. We go, 
how is this guy putting on weight? He's an NBA player and they're playing all the time. And it turns out the playing all the time is one of the reasons why they gain weight because they're traveling all the time and traveling is what gets you fat. You get in at 1 a.m., you eat bad food. You And also there's another aspect where in the NBA, it's such a wealthier league than Australia that they're surrounded by food all the time. So it was just interesting to me that Bogut got into crazy better shape while drinking beer and not changing his diet at all just because the Australian league has 30 games a season. So that was interesting to me. And again, it just shows you that there are too many damn games. The NBA should do something. But, but so my, my question is who benefits from fewer games? I like, think, I, I think everybody benefits except there there's a risk for the owners. It's about risk. People say it's about money and Bogut made that argument as well, that they would be giving up money. Um, I think that's a fallacious argument. I think it's that they are they are incurring risk because I think if the NBA here, my, my, my perspective on it is this. I think the only thing preventing the NBA from being the most popular sport in America and the world is that it's oversupplied. I yes. really believe that. And I think it's, it's not. Most- and it's not appointment viewing so that on Tuesdays yes. and Thursdays, I know I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch LeBron James and Steph Curry play. But Giannis there is no appointment viewing in the NBA. They try, Tom. but it's half measures. Yeah, Tom, yeah. it's called the daily thing, not the every other day thing. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, well, but when you but, but, it, it, to me, the analogy would be, hey, I've never I've never eaten at the French laundry, but I hear it's pretty great. If uh if, if I was just able to eat at the French Laundry every day, it would probably lose some luster. And if, let's say, the NFL was an in-and-out burger that I could only have, I don't know, 16 times a year, then the luster increases there. And it's just there is such a thing as less is more. Um, so I, I guess so. I don't I don't disagree from a theoretical sense that less is more. But my question is, you know, if I kind of like cross-examine this whole take, it's – what percent of people do you actually think even notice the difference between a good basketball game in a regular season and a bad basketball game? Well, they do know the difference if they're being marketed that it's Giannis versus LeBron and then neither play. I totally agree with that. Yep. But the, the end of the day is that has way less of an impact than you think because the ratings suggest, I mean, an NFL game does an average of 15 million viewers nationally and an NBA game does like 1.2. But the thing that the NBA has to its advantage is they have content every day. The N- the NBA is like Netflix and the NFL is like the movie industry. And the advantage of the movie industry, sure, you can like churn out a Marvel movie, right? And it can be good, bad, or indifferent and people tune in because it's it's rarely there. But at the end of the day, Netflix has a business model that's built for today that gives you live content with strong CPMs, which is how you drive revenue. And also, these owners get to make money from ticket sales, from games. Uh, what you guys talked about for a playoff game, it was like a $4 million swing by Golden State getting an additional home game. And the, the metrics just don't add up and the audiences don't really know the difference unless maybe, Tom, you brought this up the other day, you cut it to like 30 games and you said every game matters. You play every team once. It'd be like a scaled back version of Premier League. And 
then you get to the playoffs, but you would have to cut all the way back. But I still don't think the fan knows the difference between a good and a bad game. Ben, you know where I disagree with you in that? I think they I think they do know the difference between a good and a bad game. And I think the the people like say ESPN, like say the athletic, the narrative, the chatter is that we're going through a straight up malaise. Like people can't even fake yeah. it. And I think that that has an influence. Like people like media outlets can't even fake. Kyrie Irving just said, I need to rest the rest of the season. I'm definitely taking games off the rest of the week. It's it's People, like it's a, okay. it's a foregone conclusion. We're in it's in the national headlines more so than it has in your past. It's just this acceptance that their their teams are not trying to win at the end of the season. They're not. not these fans how can I, how can I fool how can we fool anybody into any of these Warriors games mattering beyond whether somebody gets injured? You know, right. I I can't I can't. There's no meaning to it. It doesn't matter. The there's whole no season. Weight. There's so, no weight to well, it. And people do well, feel that. People do feel that. that. And the ratings are plummeting. They're going down. It's not. But, it's know, not but a the good ratings situation. have been the ratings have been down since game one of the season. So, like, it's not, we're not in a steady decline week after week. That that is that we see every year, year over year. Ben, do you we have numbers to back this up? Do you have numbers yes. that? Yes. What numbers do you have? We have almost a straight average for the NBA of. A, a 0.4 rating for regular season games, and that jumps to a 1.4 rating for the playoffs. To give you some context, right? The NFL does a 5.7 rating, right? So that's like a 12x increase. And in the playoffs, they jump to 17.3, right? And it is almost flat. Throughout the entirety of the year, yes, ratings can go up or down if LeBron and and Giannis, which and which league makes and which league makes more TV money. <laughs> yeah, Ben, this is not a good argument that you're saying the team that has fewer games makes way more money. But or the, the league that has way, way fewer games makes way more money. I don't I don't disagree that the league that has fewer games makes more money, but you are also talking about the reason that the NBA makes so much money. It in in total is due to the volume of games and the need for networks to have live content, the need for ESPNs and all these places to have highlights because the younger demo is not tuning in. Everybody talks about younger people like loving basketball and they love basketball because they watch the highlights on YouTube yeah. and they follow the players on Instagram. Right. So there is no ratings boom coming from them. But if you have one game, if a, if LeBron plays one or two games a week, I don't think that lessens the intensity of the attention. Like, I think people are going to be discussing those storylines more just because there's more time to fill. Like, if the kids aren't watching the games, why are we making LeBron play four games a week? Well, first of all, I don't think you have to make – I'm not sitting here arguing saying that you can't treat this more like baseball where players get an off day and or maybe you just look at minutes management – Right. And people don't have to play 40 minutes a game like whoever decided that, you know, that that to me is an area of more questioning. But my point is, if you cut the cut the games in half, right from 80 to 40, do you think you're doubling the ratings of all of the games or tripling them? Right. I think it'd be a process. I, I think we underrate. I think we really underrate how 
um, how much control the media has, the media, the attention, the t- not just the media as far as like media entities, but like KD social media, LeBron social media. I think we underrate how much influence that has on conditioning the consumer. Like, and, and again, like I relate this back to fan behavior. Fans have been conditioned to think whatever they do at the games is right. Why do they think that? They've been fed that. They've been fed this idea that go to the game, do what you want. Customers always right. And so you see that behavior reflected in how they behave at the games. I think if you condition fans to think all of these games are life or death, all of these games matter in a crazy way. Obviously, from year from you know year zero to from eighty two to forty two, it's not going to be some doubling. But I think over time, if you condition people to think that all of these games are like NFL regular season games, in that they have a direct impact, every single game has a direct impact on playoff seeding, on making the playoffs at all, on your draft pick. I think it would over time so do, it would have. But an here's impact. the question: Do, 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 do you think the playoffs? matter do the do the are the playoffs life or death the playoffs yeah of course of course then why then why do they only do a 1.4 rating because there's too 16 many. teams yeah. <laughs> that's okay, right. okay. it's the same so, issue so the, there's too the many finals. playoff games so the you know, finals the championships what what rating do you think the championships do what what, what do you let's mean let's say an eight an eight or a nine yeah an eight So the most important game or seven games do an eight. The average NFL game does a 5.7. The Super Bowl does a 37. So if if your argument were to hold, the most important game, period, is only at an eight. So even if you cut the regular season down to just 30 games, every team plays one. You're telling me that those games would do a three or a four? By the way, still, still not at. I actually, be- I actually believe that. I, 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 I think too. there's a Pareto principle. I think there's a Pareto principle where if you're at the top, you get all the more. I think it's a top-heavy environment, and you have more casuals drawn in. I, I, I think that is an argument that actually furthers the case that there should be fewer games because they could have even more. Amplification and the bigger in the bigger games and I, I look we can't prove it there's no way to prove it I believe the NBA would be the most popular sport in the world and will make more money than the NFL if it had a 30 game Australian type season um, and there's going to need to be some sort of reckoning if this course doesn't correct itself because Ben is right that the ratings weren't down let's say last year but they were down the two years before that they had a little bit of a boost. And we are seeing something new with these guys resting and conveying to the customer that these games yes. are effectively bogus. Yes. Yes. This is a new thing. This has never well, happened before. Here's my, and if they don't get out ahead of it, if they don't get out ahead of it, um, it could do some significant damage to the league uh, in total. So they, they should – I guess what I'm saying is they should do something. Maybe 30 games is too drastic, but it just seems to maybe be a situation. Maybe 30 games is too drastic? So <laughs> I, would, I, would say, I would say three. maybe, but – the last three NBA final game sevens were all over a 15. All right, and so the point during is, the series, yeah. they were around a 10 until that game seven. I mean, that, that, that was a huge increase because there was more weight to the game. You're not going to get a single elimination playoff, which would actually, I mean, that would bring in real ratings. I mean, you look at what March yeah. madness, does. March madness right now. That would, like, right. Why does, that would also, it would, would also it would be suck. terrible. Yeah. Right. It would be terrible. <laughs> I'm saying you're not going to get that. 
but it, like it, it but gets huge ratings. situations it gets big ratings and and maybe the the idea would be to go you know best of five instead of best of seven you consolidate the ratings but then you don't get the ticket revenue from the from the gate and you know the concessions and all that stuff i would i would add two teams i'd go to 62 games i'd do a balanced schedule start on christmas day finish up the finals in june and i i bet the ratings coaches fighting players Coaches oh, fighting players. Coaches <laughs> fighting players. Luke Walton uh, so to fight LeBron. A couple of facts here. Um, uh, from the first quarter to the fourth quarter, there were five thousand fewer dunks in the in an NBA season, a drop of twenty percent. So Adam Silver has made an indication or has said that there is a link between fatigue and injury. There's also a link between fatigue and awesome things happening. So from the first quarter to the fourth quarter, you have a decline of dunks by 20% or dunks by 20%. And on rest days, if you have a game between, or if you have a day off between a game, you see an increase of 24% more dunks just because you're not playing on a back-to-back. So from a fan's perspective, I think if they knew that the game and that's just a proxy that like more dunks equals better or high quality game. But if the excitement is 20% more because of rest, I think fans would be more inclined to say, yeah, we should get rid of back-to-backs. Why are we doing that? But well, in, the, 20, in 2017, well, I, Adam I, Silver, I, 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 in 2017, Adam Silver, he implemented rules with the board of governors that said, you cannot, you cannot rest anybody on a Saturday ABC game or these marquee games, nationally televised games, and you can't, and if you're going to rest somebody, do it on, uh, at home, not on the road, but we've had it twice happen this year. So LeBron James got DNP rested for a Saturday ABC game against the Warriors. It was not a back-to-back and he was rested and that was a clear violation of the rules. They did not get fined. Kevin Durant was rested against Orlando in Orlando. The only time that those fans got to see Kevin Durant that year was that game. And he rested that game. Neither team was fined in those, uh, in those instances. Why? Because I think the NBA is trying for an optics play to say, Hey, we are doing something about this. We are making these rules so that Steve Kerr can't rest four guys on a, on a Tuesday night on, on ESPN. But in reality, I don't know if it's necessarily going to catch everything. I think what's happening is fans are talking about it more because of tanking and they're talking about it because of guys resting ahead of the playoffs. And I think it's still in the conversation, despite the 2017 rule changes, people are still talking about it, even if it's happening less on a national scale. Hold on real real quick. Here are a couple of problems with what Tom just said is – is that one, the LeBron rest was coming off a return from an injury. So I like, I like the Kevin Durant Orlando thing. Sure. But I don't buy the, I don't buy the, the league is getting that. No, he's coming off an injury and right. And but why did the, the game Lakers off, like, say load management instead of coming off an injury? I don't know because he was with two chains that the previous night. Like, I don't know why they did like, that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily matter. <laughs> but, like, but that's the like point that, Zach is that when you no. put a DNP load management in a headline and Lakers did that for whatever reason that spurs the conversation even more. Because right? Tom, and you don't you want that conversation back, to come back and say, Oh, by the way, this dude's still injured. 
Like that's why that's the optics of it. It's not the league is, is saying like, this is okay. Like, or this, there's the problem here. It's that you can't come in and say, Oh, by the way, this dude's injured still, but he's playing for us. Cause he's got to drag our badass organization into the, into the playoffs. Like that's the optics of it. And two, I buy, I buy the increase in dunks on a, on a, you know, when you get a day of rest versus back to back and all that stuff, I don't buy the first quarter to fourth quarter stat. You, you said that's a strategic thing more than anything over the course of a game. That's not because guys are tired. That's because things get simpler, simplified as you get later into the game because that they're, because they're trying to limit turnovers. Like that's not a, that's not a, these guys are too tired to dunk thing. That's a, yeah, that's, that's a, everyone packs it in. But, but why are we, if it declined gradually, jump? that's that, I mean, it does gradually decline. So I, I, I totally see your point, Zach on that. That's definitely a factor, but, but let's talk about a couple other things. One, Right. We're talking about dunks being the exciting thing. And yet the most exciting, most rating driving players right now, what do they do? They shoot threes. They never dunk. The Golden State Warriors have by far the highest local ratings. And who who dunks on a regular basis yeah, in but, an exciting but ben, manner? Ben, think about how crazy we go when Steph Curry dunks a basketball. But what about the 48 minute part, game? Well, right. well, but what about what about something even crazier and just expanding the rosters and playing people appropriate minutes levels like we pretend like in the Premier League where there's only 40 games, Messi or well, Messi's in La, uh, La Liga, but like that your stars don't sit and they do, you know, like they, they miss games. They're on minutes limits when they're coming back from injuries. All of those things happen because at the end of the day, performance optimization will always favor strategic rest, even if you're only playing 40 games. Right. right. And I think, the I think the, the Pelicans well, kind of showed that they... expansion matters. Uh, like, like you have enough talent in league right now for guys. Like this is a, this is a numbers game where they're like guys nine through 12 on the roster are good enough to play. They're not like, they're not playing these guys 40 minutes because because they don't have enough people on the team. Like they're, they're doing it because there's a talent disparity within the star versus guy 10. But Zach, if the game up, doesn't matter, why does it, why does it matter? Like if the games don't because matter, the game, because, the, because yeah. the games do matter. See, that's the, see, this is where I kind of disagree with you guys as well in, in this special golden state moment. Again, the inevitability of this team has permeated all of the chatter around this team. And so the quality of the play tends to not matter as much when people just think Golden State's going to win. I think that informs the ratings around the NBA because it's from the top down, from from te- well, not teams. That's a lot. Teams have, have come out and put a good face on it and said, we think we're going to win the championship. But there's nowhere that you could read or watch anything NBA related where you're not g- being fed the idea that Golden State is going to kick everybody's ass no matter matter what so it becomes a point where it doesn't matter what the quality of the actual games are if people don't think it matters it doesn't matter we know where we're going to be in june golden state is going to hold this trophy up i think that informs the ratings too like i don't know how you would prove that but it permeates all of the chatter Uh, everything when they got boogie cousins it was like oh my god golden state again this like that's what the chatter is that's what fans are getting your team has no shot and that well, matters was, when it comes to watching a regular season game number 67. 
was do you think the casual fan that that, that we're trying to grab with this ratings you know idea like do you think 100%. the casual fan is, is aware of that because i'm not 100%. sure like i i think that's too much of an inside basketball uh, what? twitter wait, 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 thing wait, wait. no no they're Zach. they're aware of it i i have yeah. friends 100 percent we're more highly people. concentrated amongst casual fans that it's yeah. an inevitability I just don't know that the casual fan is aware that like, oh, they got DeMarcus Cousins. I don't think the casual fan really knows who DeMarcus Cousins is. And by the way, that you're making the point for why you cut the games, you raise the games. The interest in basketball is built in large part on the fact that every night there's some sort of highlight of subject, sometimes drama, sometimes basketball. But at the end of the day, nobody knows the game. I mean, half the media doesn't know what the hell is going on. Look at your yeah, Twitter but feed. That, again, that's a product of the NBA, the office. They don't sell the game. They sell the people. That's, that's right. them. They, they they don't have enough faith that people will come to basketball, enjoy just the the mere experience of watching these people who they don't I mean, sell that. They don't believe in that no, no, idea. No, 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 arena. There's music they, playing the entire time. They don't believe in the idea that the casual fan is just going to find a game and find it appealing. They don't, so they sell the stars. I think if they took an, if they took it serious, the idea of we're going to make the game as awesome as possible and we're going to sell what makes the game awesome, I think you'd have point. different outcomes. They don't sell basketball. They sell well, personality. You, they sell individuals. They don't sell they, the game it, ever. Football it, sells it the goes, game. It goes on down to just how it's marketed from a media perspective, where they do all this players only. They don't actually invest in the idea that fans want to be educated about what happens during the game or who's doing what. It's just, you recognize this face. Here's a face you recognize. That's that's how it's promoted. They don't believe in it. They don't believe in the product. And the fans, the fans might not completely get it, but at some level they get it. At some level they understand that this league is not too absorbed in the idea that this is a great game and the results matter. And here's 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 what the I think the biggest issue is that the players union wouldn't go for a shorter season, not because of the whole contracts. You're going to if the game is short, if the season is shortened by 20 percent, you're going to have a decline in your salary by 20 percent. I don't actually believe in that math at all. Um, but I do think that the issue is that if you cut down the season to 30 games, 45 games, 60 games, you're going to play LeBron James and Kevin Durant more because they're not coming. You're not worried about the rest issue. So you're going to play LeBron James 40 minutes a night. And then there's not that many minutes to go around. So if you're a union representing the objectives of 400 people and those 400 people, the majority of them are going to see lesser, less playing time in a shortened season. That's a problem. And when the league is marketing the top five players or the top 20 players, and you have a union trying to represent 400 players, there is going to be a dilemma there. Yeah, speaking of promotion, Tom, it's very Tom, hard to Tom, promote yourself without a good website, right, Jade? What are you going to say, Harper? <laughs> I was, was going to say, Tom, we should, we should cut it to 44 games, but then we should increase the games to 80 minutes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's what I think we should do. Perfect. And, 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 and by clock. the way, the NBA is going to need a new website, so uh, – they should go to Wix.com. That's Wix.com slash podcast to get 10% off, Adam. Silver. Over 140 million people use Wix for their website. You can start and publish for free. Now choose from over 500 stunning templates or 
Start from scratch, change, customize, and add anything you want, your own text, images, video, and more. Hundreds of design features and apps to grow your brand online. Video backgrounds, galleries, menus, forms, lists, buttons, social bars, and before, some clip art, baby. All sites include built-in SEO tools, get found online and in search engines like Google and Bing. Uh, Everything is automatically optimized for any device, desktop, or mobile. Now, for you business heads, business heads... Oh, sell uh, some merch. Millions of businesses are already using Wix to create websites, instantly connect with your customers, manage all interactions in one place, use advanced business features, automate your work, boost productivity. I know the managers care about that. You techies out there, build your site with artificial intelligence. Get complete personalization for your site. Use actionable analytics to solve IT problems. Add voice recognition capabilities. And, 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 Tom, chatbots. Again, get started now by going to Wix.com. That's W-I-X.com slash podcast to get 10% off. All right. What's next, guys? Ben? I always wonder when they do the chat box, like what picture they use. Does everyone get the same picture of the person who's helping you? I think the stock art. It should be Tom's big number picture. That's what every chat yeah. box should be. That's what it should be. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. You, know, you know who could have used a better infrastructure for their website? Big baller brand. <laughs> Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were yeah. going to segue the infrastructure for their leg. I thought that's where you were going. Oh, boy. Whoa, whoa. Ethan, relax, bro. Jeez. Oh, my goodness. Hey, this is, hey, look, this is, this is my thing on people being too soft. It's an injury. It's a ghastly injury, but we do react as though somebody died. It uh, is yeah. a little bit much. Yeah, it is it's, a little bit much. Thoughts and prayers. You know, what, you, know what, you know what I love? You know what I love is. Oh, he was having such a good season. He was having the best season of his career. Now, now it's tragic. It's like, no, this oh, leg yeah, just became season. a fucking like chopstick. Like this is like this is what it is. Like it's, whether he's bad or good. Like we just had a horrific injury. I don't it, care that he's like, having a career like an, year. It's, a, it's an action movie, and he's a police officer who's on his day of retirement. He's in one day till retirement, and he has this. Uh, he, he gets gunned down. It's um, exactly, exactly. If he if he had a bad year, would people be like? Hey, you know what? Um, kind of deserved <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, no, talk, talk. Like, like, man, he had a bad year. Wiggins, so, if hey, Andrew Wiggins know. had had that injury last night, like, would people be going, "Oh, this is so terrible"? Like, they'd be like, "Oh, he got hundred fifty million dollars. He's good." Like, come on, man! Like, he, his leg snapped. It yeah. sounded. It sounded like a shotgun. That's off. bad. Like, enough. It's bad. That's, enough. That's oh, the, you the, could the hear Gordon, it. The Gordon, the yes. Gordon Hayward oh. injury and, and the Nurkic injury were both awful, but ever more so because they happened near that rim mic. And yeah. so it just, you hear can it. You it imagine, can you imagine if it had happened in Dallas with that, that rim mic? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's the loudest one in the building. league. Oh, God. Well, it wasn't enough to uh, – which ref tripped over his leg? It wasn't enough to alert him oh, to what no. happened apparently. Oh, Tyler Ford, I think of his name. I don't know. Blazers fans yeah, were, were pitchforking him. Blazers fans were – they were pitchforking everybody last night. Apparently it was Damari Carroll's fault. I don't, I don't have a good, okay, well, here's the thing. Zach, do you want to go back to the, you had a beautiful segue to big baller brand. We don't have to talk about leg, but I do want to, well, you know, you, Hey, yeah. Ethan, you know, what was broken? The big baller oh. brand business model. B B B B. You mean well, stealing other people's IP and, uh, Trying to get some shoes made and selling them for a ridiculous price is not a good business Tur- model. Turns out, Dave, that that's not all that successful. Weird. Yeah. Weird. I think be fine without Lonzo. You know, I think I think it's time to expand beyond the family. I think they'll be fine. They'll be they'll be okay. 
Can Waz get a sponsorship? That's what we need. From Big Baller Brand? I <laughs> yeah. mean, what I, I'll take all the sponsorship dollars that I can. Look, what I, you know what? What I will say about this, because I remember at the time everybody ridiculing Lonzo and his father, his goofy dad, because they didn't sign with Adidas or Nike or Under Armour or whatever. I just remember thinking, like, breaking into the sneaker market is not easy, but it's not impossible, right? Like, we literally watched Under Armour do it. We, I personally watched a brand like Creative Recreation, which had no name recognition, no athletes, and people all over New York City buying this sneaker brand that nobody had ever heard of before, right? Like, it's not completely impossible to break in. It's just very hard. Yeah. And, you know, I admired their... Uh, their courage in trying to do that, trying to make their own money, blazing their own trail. That they failed is not some indictment of no. Lonzo and his father and their business acumen. It's like, this is a very hard thing to pull off, and it's made even harder. So when you partner up with, you know, By the way, criminals. If he, if, 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 if he was actually, if he was actually great, then yep. maybe it would be viable. It'd be right. possibly viable. A lot of this is it, it went the way it went because Lonzo wasn't what his dad was selling him to be, or at least yeah. hasn't been yet, not nearly. Well, yeah, and half the people that, that ordered I, their I, I, shoes never got them either. Like, right. how was that yeah. a Like, who that, thought that was a good idea? Like it, it was a little bit. I like that was. Yeah, I thought I like that was described Lavar as his goofy dad, like he's Alf. Like he's the, like he's, like he's boners to bone on growing pains. Like, but can't both things be true? Like, yes. couldn't it have been like a a good idea? But they also were a good vision, good goal. But they also right. were not the people to execute it. Lonzo, yes. he wasn't Zion. He wasn't Fact. a. He didn't have a game that sells sneakers. Right. And let's be let's be real, Lavar. No, his business acumen was not good enough to, yeah. to yeah. make this work. Well, yep. why not take that first Nike deal, right? Play in the league for a few years, build up some personal brand equity, yep. and then launch your shoe brand. Most people do, by the way, right. Dave. Like, <laughs> right. That's what the Starberry was. That's yeah. what all these Plain other... These these self made sort of right. sneakers are. It's like I've already right. got the equity Check with, with a certain with a certain amount of people, and oh, then right. I launched that's my what, thing. That's that's what Steph did. You know, you can have an out in your contract. You can have an out, yeah. and then when you start blowing up, if you really believe yeah. in big baller brand, you can leave. But I agree with what Ben said that yeah, it was both. Maybe it was a decent idea, but it was executed by somebody who uh, seemed to get media attention and had that part of it, but didn't have everything else. And there was a fraudulent aspect. Like he didn't yeah, you wait. people weren't. Yeah. Yeah. You I wait, genuinely want to for... know if people thought that it was a good idea to order shoes, like that were promised to show up eight months later and, and pay $400 way over what Nike but and Adidas you... shoes cost. Eden, you, you know what my favorite part of that was? Is that they had, like, Memorial Day colorways that weren't going to get there until December. Yeah. Like, that was the early, like, it well, was, it was just. It was a it preview was so, for the next Memorial Day. <laughs> right, exactly. Need like a Memorial it was Day so for good. that idea. But, yeah, yeah what, you, what you need is Lonzo, Lonzo goes to Nike, and then when they have a pitch to re-sign him, and, and they say, like, Alfonso Ball in the, in the you know, the PowerPoint presentation, and then Ethan writes an article on it that everybody re in the world reads and then gets fired over a blood feud. <laughs> That's the process that they should have gone through. <laughs> well, I, I'm thinking about luxury and the way people value things and how scarcity is part of it. Scarcity is good. But in order to maintain your uh, imprimatur, in order to maintain your cachet, 
the customer service has to be great. You know, you don't order a Bentley and right. they say, oh, we'll get back to you on that. Or, oh, it's not here today. Maybe come back tomorrow. That that speaks to it being dingy. That also, ruins yeah. and undermines yeah, a mom and yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. what happens with a Prius, right, Ethan? Right. That's uh, That doesn't even have with a Prius. A Prius is a good car. Um, at least we'll see. We'll see in about an hour or so if it's a good car. You know, and, the They have an all-wheel drive one coming out that I'm very interested in. Ooh, I think scarcity cool. works for you when you're like Supreme doing a shoe drop with Nike. I'm just speaking yeah. from like a sneakerhead point of view. Like these shoes aren't even proven to be performance enhancing. They don't. I mean, like I, Dave I don't said, know, you, all of they got into they got into 2K. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, because video game performance is is a a accurate deal. is a very accurate, accurate like representation of how I mean, in real I don't life. I don't think like it became very apparent early on that the initial stuff was literally just a money grab, just monetizing and on all the attention around uh, Triple B because they just aped the a Kobe silhouette from yeah. Nike put it out and was just like, here guys, buy it. Like, it was so obvious that this I'm, wasn't something that they did. I'm so disappointed, by the way. I, I sent, during my sabbatical from ESPN, I was thinking, how am I going to fill the time? And I sent uh, an email pitch to uh, to Big Baller Brand, the people running it. Look, I just want to write a book about whatever you guys are doing. I just want to see what's going on and, uh, you know, how you're building this company. And it saddens me that I was not able to uh, write about the rise and fall of Big Baller Brand. It seems like well, it would have been not 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 a lot lengthy research project, apparently. The interesting nugget is that it's yet another of these business guys taking advantage of a young player and his finances. I mean, it's a million and a half dollars. <laughs> he wasn't business. a business guy. He was a criminal. Well, there you go. Right. <laughs> but another one of these like shady characters, right? Like. This is where I thought the league has been doing such a better job of educating the, the rookies and stuff. And this is, you know, again, it goes back to LeVar on this one. You need to start, Dave, uh, a segment called Interesting Nugget. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm, I just I'm Dave and it's, and, and, and it's, and it's only that. about Monty Morris. I yes. I just miss being able to tell people that if they that's didn't understand something, then maybe they just weren't a big baller. I, that, that's that's the thing I miss. Oh, I love that. That, that, that lives on that forever, Ethan. That lives on forever. We well, can the bar has turned into a small baller at this point, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, been that's really quiet. They're about to rebrand a small baller brand. Mm. People don't even take the people Everyone don't loves even a pivot. take his his hot takes at, at take value anymore. It's just like it's like an old dude on the street corner. Yeah. He's a clown. Um, howling at the moon it, it, he doesn't even have that cachet anymore where he could go on first take or whatever um skip payless is doing these days and and and, and Ooh, so, so do you guys think do you think that maybe like legitimately you could make an argument that maybe they wouldn't be out of business but magic johnson straight took down big baller brand by just shutting up lavar i'm well, that, i feel I mean, like ben, there's got to be some more there that we don't I know hate, about. I hate they, they, they legitimately, they, like PR legitimately told me, like Lakers media last year, please don't talk to LeVar. They ruined, yeah. he ruined everything. He ruined everything. I can't just hang out in the family area <laughs> after games anymore because the NBA passed a rule where you couldn't be by the family area because reporters were talking to LeVar Ball. So now I get chased out of there, as does every reporter in the hallway at Oracle, which I know other people don't care about. They, they shouldn't care about, but it's just LeVar yeah, but Ball made my job about 
forty percent harder to do. Just by that's or, that's Oracle security being terrible. Oracle security oh, sucks. They're, They're the mean. worst. They're mean. <laughs> um, here's a segue. Uh, did you guys see Jimmermania recently? Oh, I just gave him a stand. You know. I saw the one for 10 last night. I saw the aftermath where the jazz players were asked to comment. Yeah. There's nothing funnier to me than the the, the juxtaposition of racist things being said to Russell Westbrook. And then like two weeks later, Jim are getting a standing ovation. And I, and I know that they're very separate things, but it's just the optics of it are hilarious on so many levels. Jimmer is, he's played 19 minutes guys. He is one for 11. He's 0 for 6 from 3. It's a tough stretch. Uh, but my favorite stat for a team that is uh, not trying to win games uh, is that in 19 minutes, the score is 55, Suns 23. In the 19 minutes. That but they're, I'm that so, I'm so, they're trying to I'm tank, so though, this, so this is working yeah. out perfectly. Tank move. No, 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 no. Was, they're not trying to tank. They're too shitty to win. That's the difference. <laughs> they tried to win this year, and they were awful. Like, this this organization is horrendous. I mean, we should probably have, like, you know, a mean on uh, in some capacity uh, somewhere to discuss the Suns organization. But this, this organization is such a joke. And there's nothing – like, it's so funny to me that they're mad that the Jazz intentionally fouled to, so that he couldn't get to 60, right? When, one, they intentionally fouled to try to make sure that he got another <laughs> shot at 60. And, two, he had the 70-point game two years ago almost to the day in Doing which the they were intentionally thing. fouling at the end of the game to get him to 70. Like, it's such a corny organization. Coaches. Yeah. No, this is just an organization thing. It's we're so terrible, but this guy's pretty good. So let's make sure we pump up his stats. That way we can sell this to the fan base. It's gotten so bad that the stink is starting to rub off on Booker, at least in in like the public perception of him. Like he's being painted as a, you know, good stats, bad team guy. But we I won't know because when's he going to get on a good team? I think Booker's good. I, yeah, I, he is I, good. I think he's he a good player. I think. On a real on a real team, I think he would be an actual asset. Obviously, he stinks on defense. Yes, we know he's a terrible defender. But like what he's able to do with the ball in his hand, he can make jump shots off the dribble, um, on spot up. Like I think he's good. He dribbles past people. He's he a, finishes. Would you I'd be shocked? He's a bad would you be shocked if he if he asks out this summer? Like I wouldn't be surprised at all. No, 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 he no, wants a super attention. team to come to him. Uh, Why would he ask got, out? He's got, no. he's got some financial commitments. I, he's I got the. Know. It doesn't matter. We know he's this. Got, no, 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 no. The play is. He's got some financial obligations. You know. Yeah, the I, play I, is I, that you do it. You get the five-year extension, and after year three, you say, "All right, I'm out." So he's, he puts it. in another three he's years, and, year and then and then he asks out. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I like he's a terrible defender, but I think it's because he's on a team of terrible defenders. We like, saw it with Tyson Chandler. Yeah, if you if you put him on on a competent defensive team, like he he would still be bad, but he wouldn't be horrendous, right? And I, I think I that, believe in Devin Booker. I I, I just yeah. Do, well, man. I think the issue is I think the issue is more that guys outside of the Kentucky guys probably just don't like him. I think that's his bigger issue. Is I don't mm, think he's liked. People don't like Devin Booker. Yeah. I, I mean, doesn't surprise me. Cocky, light skin cat. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> who do you Next like more on the athletic? Was, who do you like more, uh, Devin Booker or Jason Tatum? 
as a player? Don't do this. Oh, you like Devin Booker way more. Of course I like Devin Booker way more, dude. Way more. Devin Booker can consistently beat the dude that's right in front of him. What he does with with the ball stands. Yes, that's that's why I like bringing up they need a point guard. No, 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 no. They need a a big two guard who can play next to Devin Booker. No, 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 no. They need a point guard. They need a point guard because he can't shoot for shit this year because he's got to do too much. Like, he really is a bad shooter this year. Like, look at his percentage. He's like 32% from three. He's like 27% on pull-up threes. And he's taking taking way more. Exactly. That's why he needs someone to handle the ball to, to help him out. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I don't honestly, know. The, they're going to wind up with Zion, and we're all going to hate. I know this is like, you know, this is like the drinking game. Waz says trash and Tatum. I've been getting a lot of tweets recently, and by a lot, I mean like six or seven in the last. Oh, this week. is like when this is like when Jade says I've been getting a lot of letters. Yes, yes, six yes, or yes. seven. That equates to six or seven thousand people. Was so. I mean, that's uh, that, 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 what kind of big baller brand math people, was that? People are like, ah, people are like, ah, maybe Waz was like, right about that, the Tatum kid. It's one of those, like, if you can say there are a lot of people who are mad about this movie or this movie character. Well, that's enough for one of those articles. Easily, easily yeah. six or seven is enough. Easy. So, you know, Tatum is Five his, too many. His, his play has gotten worse as the uh, season has gone on. Can, yeah, wait, yeah, can, we just, can we just not do the Celtics thing one week? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the same Again, By the way, I'm does out. anybody not find the premise of us to be scary at all? I haven't seen the movie, but I just don't find the premise to be scary at all. Am I the only? Am I alone in this? You're not First scared of all, your doppelganger is coming I up from the sewers the movie, to kill you. But I don't think it's possible no. that it's. But Get Out no, wasn't I, scary not, either. Like, I need like a realistic. If I see a, a movie about a serial killer and I'm out and it's nighttime, like oh man, you know maybe a serial killer could possibly get plausibly get me. I'm never walking around going. Oh man, I hope that my my clone doesn't jump out. Like I, Ethan, when's the last something. time you were scared by a movie? I can tell you mine. The first Bobby. time I saw the, the first the first saw. Oh lord, I was I was looking under my bed when I got home after that one, bro. Yeah, I mean somebody could theoretically um, <laughs> put you into some sort of sick game in a dungeon, right? That could theoretically happen. I just don't I don't find this to be a realistic enough scenario. Where I can be scared of it. Well, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's just too, it's Ethan, too much. like it's it's just it's lesser versions of what anyone anyone's doing, trying to like mess with you and take over. So it's just basketball Twitter. Like that's what mm. us is. Like we live this every day. <laughs> it might be. I mean, that's a little deeper than I was. Ethan, if you're if you're, if you're if your son's doppelganger showed up with a mask on, you wouldn't be mm-hmm. absolutely horrified. It's not a plausible enough scenario for me. I mean, yeah, theoretically, I guess, <laughs> but I would also be interested. It would be so interesting. <laughs> hey, like, buddy. Um, yeah, Ethan so would want to know, like, like how close like, to yeah. his son. What's up, man? Yeah, how close All I'm is, getting is from this is that Ethan's not going to be ready when his doppelganger comes to kill him. No, not at all. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be ready. I've been training my whole life for this. Isn't he kind yeah, of a, a global superstar? Isn't he like a Turkish, uh, like, uh, Guy Fieri? A chef. Yeah, yeah, he's a Turkish chef. I've got a lot of doppelgangers. I don't know why. I, people send them to me. Kyle and, Kuzma. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, people people say these things to me, and I don't I don't understand them. Um, it's weird because I'm white, and they're rarely technically white, so I don't know what that's about. But yeah, but Ethan, you could pass for any range of Mediterranean yeah, looking cat. Yeah, you I've could pass that. Greek, Italian. If they Apparently wanted to call Turkish. you Moroccan. Turkish. Apparently, apparently Turkish. All that who, who who knew? But yet, I do not fear that Turkish chef showing up with a, <laughs> and stabbing me with a kebab. 
Oh no, you should. You should because because <laughs> chefs have knives. It's funny. Yeah, <laughs> he might the only you. one. <laughs> he might skewer me. I mean, God, I should go. I, I should find some way to meet up with that guy and take one of, death, one of those Instagram death pictures. Death by mandolin. <laughs> what if, what if that guy? Hate, what if that guy hates you? What if that? What if that Turkish chef is a huge Cavs fan and just can't stand you? <laughs> he takes, takes off pieces of your finger with a mandolin. You know what I'm saying? Uh, why does this song <laughs> have to hit the elbow? That's what I don't get. I mean, like, I mean, look, but that stuff's plausible. That 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 TV show on Netflix, uh, you. That's plausible. This crazy, creepy stalker using social media to entrap the women. Yeah, but I'd whoop that dude's ass, though. <laughs> like five, five. Yeah, what about Coach Leary, though, Oz? What happened then? No, I would have never. Oh, yeah, you never, didn't ever, ever, Are ever you saying you don't believe like Coach in Leary. infinite <laughs> alternate universes? Um, I'm, I'm not saying I believe or don't believe. Uh, I Look, and sometimes... There's supernatural things happening in movies that are scary, but you can't disprove them. There's just something to me about the army of clones that I just cannot. I cannot believe. You I cannot believe that. that. I can't believe that Ethan just took supernatural movies and threw a. I don't know, guys, at it. I can't yeah. believe that. <laughs> but but this is unbelievable. This is. I don't know, guys, but uh, I think we should wrap this up. I think uh, that's it for this week. Uh, for Zach Harper, for Ethan Strauss, for Tom Habershow, for Big Waz, for Eden Liu, for Ben Aronson, for the super producer Jade Hoy, I'm Dave DeFore, and we will catch you later on this week. Hey.